Welcome to episode 114 of the Back Pain Podcast. Today, we're answering more questions from the audience, and there must be something in the air because we're talking gym, CrossFit, and getting back into exercise. Let's go. Hey folks, you are listening to the Back Pain Podcast. My name is Dave Elliott. I'm a multidisciplinary clinic owner, chiropractor, and all-round back pain pundit in Essex in England. My usual co-host, Rob Bevan, is a fellow clinic owner, chiropractor, and now world-renowned back pain prophet. With the two vertebros, that's a, a back pain joke, by the way, uh, dedicated to wading through the noise of information out there and bringing you the straight facts about back pain. Now, Rob is out today, so I'm bringing you a shorter super speedy ask us anything podcast uh, where we take questions from listeners on our socials just search for back pain podcast on your twitter facebook insta whatever else and you will find us or from our back pain support group on facebook again just search for sciatica and back pain support group and you'll find a community of over four thousand people working through their back pain together So we've had quite a few questions all relating to the gym in the past few weeks. So whenever we see a common thread like that, we try and answer things all at once. Uh, All of these questions this week have the same sort of answer. So I'm afraid, folks, I'm going to lump you in all together ever so slightly. What's cool is we've had a lot of questions about CrossFit again, actually, which is kind of cool. Um, Perhaps there's a big competition on at the moment, or maybe it's just bikini season coming up. I don't know. Uh, We actually did a specific episode on CrossFit itself back in the early days with Rob Crawley. That was episode 11. So if you are into CrossFit functional strength or anything else, go and check that out. It's awesome. But for those of you who don't know, CrossFit is uh, it's typified by a wide range of functional exercises carried out at a super high intensity, usually interspersed with a lot of high fives and butt slapping. It's a type of exercise class normally in garage style gyms. It's gained an almost cult following from its members, um, and perhaps it has such a, a f- because it's got such a focus on changes, not just in exercise, but also lifestyle and diet as well. That's why. Um, I mean, look, both Rob and I were members of a CrossFit gym previously and absolutely loved it. But it has got a bit of a reputation amongst therapists and the healthcare sector for causing injuries. And actually, that's what most of our questions today are based around. I mean, look, as a quick note here, I don't know if it's fair to lump all of CrossFit together and say it causes more injuries than other sporting endeavours. And I think there was actually even a study to show that it didn't have a higher rate of injury comparative to other sports and gym types and all the rest. I mean, the question is then, why does it have this reputation? And why do we have a literal barrage of listeners recently all asking about CrossFit-related injuries? I mean, the short answer is, I I don't really know. (laughs) Um, Perhaps injuries are comparatively more impressive. I mean, I've always thought that perhaps it's just people who do CrossFit and this functional style of training just bloody love what they do. And so they're a bit more active in seeking out help or advice to allow them to continue doing what they love, compared to if someone's begrudgingly going on to the gym and and gets injured, and then they think, well, I don't have to go to the gym anymore. Perhaps that, I, I, I don't know. 
In fact, look, what we should mention now quickly is that CrossFit itself is actually a brand. It's a, um, a specific type of workout. Um, came over from the US a couple of years ago and got really, really big. Uh, but there's tons of functional fitness or body movement gym classes that are all essentially the same thing. So full body movements done in a group setting at a high intensity. So like a class. Uh, let, let's keep this a bit more general, in fact, and we'll switch to saying functional movement classes to embody all of this boot camp and all the rest. Um, that should also stop CrossFit from putting out a fatwa on our head in case we say anything negative by accident. Anyway, so functional fitness classes, we'll call them. Um, they often have a, a few cornerstone exercises or basic movements that form a baseline or a test for where your fitness is. Uh, these are often things with a functional basis and hopefully a relevance in real life. Things like a squat, which is essentially you sitting on the toilet or the sofa. Uh, a deadlift, which is picking up your shopping off the floor. like Pretty basic, right? Um, and they can go all the way up to things called Olympic lifts, which is uh, the clean and jerk and the snatch. You can laugh now, it's okay. Uh, we'll say snatch a lot this time. So there are uh, big full body movements bringing a barbell, so a big weight from the ground overhead. Now look, there's no escaping it. These lifts look really cool um, and they're actually fantastic for the body if they are done well, as with all, that's a caveat for everything, isn't it? If they are done well and without, uh, or sorry, within your functional capabilities, let's say. But I'm sat in front of uh, I'm sat in front of six questions here in one week, all about being injured from or not able to complete a snatch due to pain. So clearly, these kind of big exercises need a little bit more clarity. We've had a lot about squatting as well this week. As with oh so much of what we discuss here, it's not the actual exercise itself that's dangerous or wrong, but it's a narrative that surrounds it that can smudge or blur or kind of ruin what's going on here. Look, a squat is indeed super important to human life. Um, it's previously mentioned on the show so many times, you know, it's how we sit on the toilet, we're obsessed with the toilet, aren't we? Uh, get into the car, how we launch ourselves up from the sofa. I'm pretty sure that I've certainly been guilty of saying things like squatting is mandatory or you have to be able to squat to be a good human on the podcast. I mean, I've certainly slipped into that trap in early clinical life. You have to be able to squat, sir. We'll work together and make sure that you can do it. What I think needs to be clarified here, though, is that a SWAT isn't actually mandatory and completely necessary right now. I mean, look, it's a great goal to aim for and a great level to aspire to achieve um, and achieve well within time as well, I should say, with practice and effort and this is the Back Pain Podcast after all. Let's not forget that some people will just not be able to achieve a comfortable and full depth squat due to their anatomy or previous adaptations. That's a nice way of saying due to their back pain. I think it should still be aimed for though and pushed for and practiced and, um, and all the rest. But we do need to accept that not 100% of people will always get there. If you've had a complete leg amputation, let's say, um, you'll only be able to squat to a comfortable depth that your prosthetic will allow. If you've had a, a previous spinal fusion, we've seen them quite a lot in the clinics, um, something called Thompson rods, big steel rods in through the spine. Uh, these people will never achieve a full and comfortable squat because they've got some serious surgical hardware in their spine that's going to prevent them from doing uh, that full comfortable squat. And the same goes for deadlifting, snatch, cleans, jugs, all the rest. 
they are a great baseline and an awesome goal to push, to push, to push towards, and a super handy metric to measure your um, baseline fitness and to measure your improvements. But they are never mandatory because humans aren't all the same. And when we're doing the back pain podcast here, and when we're seeing people in clinic, these are normally the top percentile of people in the population who might not reach that normal, in inverted commas, quote unquote, normal position on the bell curve of human movement. Um, we're not all the same. So why would we expect everyone to have that same baseline? Um, I should get back on track. So why does this have anything to do with CrossFit, you know, or for, sorry, functional movement classes? What's this got to do with functional movement classes? If you attend a functional movement class or CrossFit or Bootcamp or F45 or anything that requires full body functional movements and you can't complete their baseline activities, then the trainers there should be creating a program or a structure that allows you to work up to these movements over time. They're not a prerequisite for human life and capability. They're nice, they're, they're fantastic to do, um, but they don't completely define human movement. And the high-level athletes that came up with these things and high-level trainers often don't seem to take into account the average mobility and medical history of the general population. I can certainly assume, because I can assume anything, I can certainly assume that uh, they've not taken into account the top and bottom end of the bell curve, which is who we would tend to see in clinic and who's probably listening to this podcast. Eventually, yeah, you may be able to work up to the full movement, snatch, clean, jerk, squat, deadlift, whatever it is, with practice, perseverance, and some good old-fashioned uh, increases in functional capabilities. And of course, let's not forget the magic phrase, progressive overload over time. But, guys listening here, you may not. And that should be okay. I mean, look, never stop aiming for that perfect movement. But be okay with it if it never comes. Look, I'm going to stick my personal experience here, sticking my personal awe into the mix. I had a shoulder surgery many, many moons ago. Um, so I actually lacked the proper, sh- proper, in inverted commas, mobility in my shoulder for a great overhead snatch. So that exercise of bringing the barbell up from the floor and over your head. And look, I'm okay with that because a lovely surgeon very kindly sewed my shoulder up to stop it from falling out anymore. I am at peace with not doing that exercise well, and therefore I actually don't do it at all. I have exercises that I do around that point that I will complete instead um, that give me just as good a full body activation without risking any further injury or irritation to my shoulder. My previous experience just ruled me out of completing it without pain and that further risk of injury so why would I now look it doesn't mean that I failed CrossFit or I'm not a human Um, and in fact I did years and years of Olympic lifting with uh, a lot of joy actually I absolutely loved it but I could never get that perfect overhead position just means that I've got specific structural abnormalities that prevent me from doing something. And look, remember again, I'm going to say it again here. We are the Back Pain Podcast. If you're listening to this, there's a very good chance you have some specific structural abnormalities or issues that may stop you from completing further tasks. We've got to get okay with not being central on that uh, human movement bell curve, with not being average. We're all different, therefore we should act like it. The problem is when we create these um, these false baselines, which we're trying to test everyone on, the problem is that not everyone's going to conform to that baseline. So we've got to be able to work around it. 
any good trainer will have options, will have additional exercises or changes that they can make to fit you into their class boot camp or whatever else it is. So look, whether it's squats or deadlifts or snatch or clean or whatever it is that you're struggling with, and we've had questions about all four of the big um, the big lifts this week, go back, listen to our previous episodes on progressive overload and, and deconstruction of an exercise back to its basic components. We we did a fantastic episode on, on rowing where Rob was talking about one of his patients where instead of getting onto a rowing machine and trying to row, this patient wasn't even able to sit down and put his feet into the stirrups. So that's what they started off with, just working on getting the feet into the stirrups. If you can't do an overhead snatch, maybe we need to work on five or six breakdowns of that activity to get you there eventually. And your trainer should be able to do that with you if they're worth their salt. So I think if we can start basic, if we can start slow, start precise, break down and deconstruct that exercise and complete its individual um, uh, sort of components... One day, you might get there. You might be perfect in that exercise. It may not be quick. It may not be immediate. And it's going to take some bloody work. But you might get there. However, please be okay if you do never get there. As long as you're building and progressing uh, and trying to be as close to that movement as possible, the squat goblins aren't going to come and eat you. You know, you'll still get into heaven. You won't uh, have your CrossFit membership revoked. The police won't come if you're doing a bad squat. You'll just have a wonky squat. That, that's kind of it. Some people do have kind of a wonky squat. When we watch pro athletes, a lot of them, it's, it's wonderful. It's like poetry in motion, watching them move. Some pro athletes, however move horribly and if we were looking at them in a clinical sense in the old days we'd say oh that movement's terrible they're going to get injured watch marathon runners they don't always run with a perfect natural gait some of them run horrifically and yet they still get it done um so you might have that wonky squat or slightly janky snatch that's okay but it's still better than no squat it's still better than doing nothing it's still better than uh, to be fighting towards a goal that you may not reach than to be working towards nothing at all. I mean, um, there's a great saying, a man's reach should extend his grasp or what's a heaven for. We should be pushing towards that next level. Not We can accept it and still keep pushing, but we shouldn't trick ourselves that we have to be there. Human movement has a bell curve, people. You might not be the average mean, median, whichever one it is. Sorry for all the mathematicians out there. Middle, the average middle person. Um, you might be an outlier on the sidelines who isn't able to complete what is termed as a basic movement. But actually, that basic movement might still be problematic for you. Over time, we can get there, hopefully. But if you don't, you need to be okay with that. So to all those lovely people who wrote in, um, I feel like I've gone on a tangent, but hopefully that's answered multiple questions all at once. You don't have to be able to have these movements to compete um, unless you want to be a high level athlete. To compete in a basic boot camp or CrossFit class, these might be called baseline movements, but they're not prerequisites. You can work around them. To all those struggling with uh, certain movements, look, don't give up. Just know the journey is an important part. 
In fact, no, I'm going to rephrase that. The journey is the important part. It's not about the destination. It's not about that perfect snatch. It's about everything that is working towards building that. That's the great stuff. That's the exercise, the training, the, the full body functionality. The end goal of the squat, snatch, clean and jerk, whatever it is, deadlift, is, is actually not that perfect deadlift. It's the years of practice you put in beforehand strengthening everything else. Um, crikey, well, look, that's usually my sign to wrap things up is that I've slipped into some random stoic butcherings. Um, so, look, guys, keep asking questions. We do try to answer everyone we can, and you might even end up with your own personalised uh, CrossFit podcast like this. Um, do go out and search for The Back Pain Podcast on whatever social media platform you prefer. You'll find us there. Check for the orange logo. Give us a like. And, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, refer us... Um, to anyone you know who also suffers from back pain don't forget to click that lovely five star logo for us it's what keeps us in business and keeps us coming back for more um until next time then i hope that answered all your questions squat your life (laughs) squat like your life depends on it um yeah you'll be fine until next time guys bye for now